On this week's episode of Animals Are Insane, we talk about dual citizenship, the Maple Leafs bet, the 2010 Olympics memory, which is Canada versus the USA, Enola Holmes 2 and Reminiscence, spoilers ahead, Andrew Schultz comedy special, and upcoming movies and TV shows. Tune in. You know, we really got to get on to like a, there it is. We really got to get on to a, uh, like a, a scheduled time, you know? Yeah. We're getting many complaints by many of more than just the one person uh, that you know, we need like. A, many complaints. So many. Many, complaints. Many, <laughs> many, many, many. A lot of texts. That's what we need to do. Dude. Okay. I've been, I've been like holding this thing in. So, okay. So for, for our listeners, sorry about last week. It just, it was kind of my fault. Um, I just had to go to Toronto to, I'm trying to make the baby boy an American citizen. And so that's why it was chaotic. Canadians think of that. Like if you're a Canadian, like is a few people, a few people bonus or like people like actually question being like, why are you doing that? Yeah. It's been like 50-50, I would say. Like a lot of people are like, oh, that's cool. Like that's really neat that he can like get it. Like, oh, are you American? Is your wife American? Like it, it opens a conversation. Yeah. But then like, I, yeah, 50% of the other people are like, why would you do that? And I'm like, what? like kind of like why not? Like it doesn't – yeah. What's the big deal? How does it work what? like when you're only almost two and you have to sign the military waiver? Do you remember that? Do you remember having to do that? I remember having to do that for FAFSA. Oh no, I never had. To, I had to do it when I was getting my American citizenship. So it was like right before oh, I turned eighteen. We had to do it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was seventeen, and I had. To, I had this like. It was like a green official card oh. that I had to sign in case that there was a, a draft. No, I never had to do that. Maybe that's why I had to do it for FAFSA because it didn't have <laughs> They're catching up with you in and the like, system. Wait a second, we, we forgot a couple documents. Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> so, not officially an American. But yeah, dude, so it, dude, it's so work. okay. It's so fucking annoying though because like they they require all this paperwork, right? And it's fine. I get that. And so I submitted all of it electronically, right? Because that's what they required. To, to make sure that like I wasn't wasting your time kind of thing, right? And it, it, I, I appreciate that because then it doesn't waste my time either, right? So I sent everything and a few things. They're like, you know what? This is not good enough. We need you to send this instead. And I was like, no problem. I had to like source some documents. I had to get my like transcripts from Academy of Art. Like it's a, it was a whole thing, right? Yeah. It, cost, it cost me quite a bit of money because they had to like overnight the transcripts <laughs> from Jeez. San Francisco. So... Anyways, so I submit everything electronically. They look it all over. They're like, yeah, everything looks great. Uh, just come in with the originals so that we know like you're not bullshitting us kind of thing. And uh, everything should be good. And I was like, awesome. Let's do it. So I get an appointment and I go in for the appointment last week. And uh, I, like show him everything. I have to pay for his uh, for like the do- the documents they're going to be giving me for, what, uh-huh. for the boy. And um, uh, we got his passport as well at the same time. So like, you know, paid for everything and then they're like, all right, um, you know, someone's just going to review these and then they'll call you up if they have any questions or whatever. Right. I was like, cool. So then we're waiting in there. And the coolest part about it was um, you're not allowed a cell phone 
or your Apple Watch or any kind of wa- any kind of like electronic watch. Like you're not allowed any sort of electronic device on you. The only thing you're allowed that's technically an electronic device is your car keys, right? To to go into the building? To go into the the U.S. Embassy in Toronto. Oh, okay, U.S. Embassy. Okay. Yeah, and uh, dude, so we're in this waiting room for like I don't know, maybe like twenty minutes, and like it was so weird because people are just like looking at each other. And it's like you're just not used to seeing like, like you look up and everyone's, you know what I mean, dude. Did anybody have masks on? Uh, I think there was one couple with a mask on, but the majority of people didn't have a mask on. But like, dude, I haven't like paid attention to other like humans before. Do you know what I mean? Like, right? Like, yeah. Well, it's because it's just like you haven't been a part of the. Yeah, yeah. Like, like like George says, we're not part of a society, right? <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Like it, it was just, yeah, it kind of caught me off guard. I was just like, oh, I'm like hello. I was actually like, I felt like more friendly for some reason. Oh, good. well, yeah, maybe it's because it's like you know you're you're kind of reacclimating yourself back into society and like yeah. wanting to have a little bit more. Yeah, and like uh, everyone's like with people. Well, and like the the lady in front of us in line was like. Does anyone know what time it is? <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea because I don't. Yeah, I'm like, I, I have no way of checking the time so right without now. Without those things, what do you do? It, it just it feels really weird. Like it feels kind of odd. Like well, it, I don't know. I imagine time would slow down because you're not distracting yourself with your phone. Yeah, or, you know, or any sort of electronic that you can have. Uh, so like it, it's what do you it, do? It, I feel like it's a little bit of both, though, because, like, nobody around you has their phone either. So it's not like you're, like, looking at people and be like, oh, I wonder what they're looking at on their phone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one's so do doing you, that. Like, but do you get into, like, a circle of people and just start talking and hanging out? Like, what was the point? Yeah, like, like uh, there was a bunch of people there that were doing the exact same thing. I think it was, like, the time slot we had. Everyone was there for the same reason. So it was, like, all like a bunch of couples with their kid. Right. And oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Right. So there's a bunch of like little kids and then, you know, you get into like the little kid talk. Like, oh, how old's your kid? Oh, that's cool. Oh, when's his birthday? Oh, oh, ah, where are you guys from? Or whatever. Right. Like you just start small talk just never goes away for anything. You know, like, yeah, when you're in it, school, they're like, well, you know, where do you, where are you from? Like, what's your major? You know, like, and then you have to, now you just, you just, you're just evolving and graduating yeah. small talk until the time that you're like in a nursing home and, and you know, just been like, oh, what, what? What decade are you from? You know, like uh, how many yeah. times a day do you poop your pants? I mean, you know, like what, what's the what's I know the next. The okay, okay. So, okay, let me finish my story though, and then we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like you were like rehearsed it, and we're like, I gotta uh, get these. No, no, down. this isn't actually what I want to talk to you about. But I just want to finish this story. So then, like, they call us up. And the lady, like, right away is like, uh, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, or whatever, right? Like, we have to, like, raise our hand and... No and, Bible? Like, no Bible. I guess that would be... Well, they wouldn't do that. Like, it's like they, do you... Do you still do that on, like... I don't think so, because a bunch of people don't believe in the Bible, so it would be kind of pointless, right? It only works if everyone believes in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Somebody's just on there's like, yeah, yeah sure, sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? And uh, whatever you want to hear. And they're like, we're uh, looking at your documents here. And they're like, say it all as a skeptical. And they're like, uh, were you, did you stay in San Francisco for the summers? And I was just like, uh, <laughs> why? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like know. Like, the biggest problem was they wanted proof of everything. And I have no proof 
of any of it. Like I have the proof that I went to school down there and I have like, it says, you know, the dates on there, Yeah. but it, that that's, that's all it says. It just says like when the semester started and ended, it doesn't say like when I went home, I don't have the flight information anymore. Like I don't know how gap, uh, employment. Yeah. So that's what they asked me, right? They asked me like, Oh, do you have any IRS records? And, uh, and I was, (laughs) so I looked up all my shit, my IRS shit, dude took forever by the way. And, uh, they only go back 10 years. So I can only go back to 2012 and that's, that's it. We're there at 2008. Yeah. And so I don't have, I can't even access any of this shit anymore. And I'm like, so you're saying that the IRS only has a historical record of 10 years of 10 years. Well, I shouldn't say for anybody, maybe they keep certain people for longer, but when I logged into my IRS account, I can only go back because I was looking at my W twos. That's what I was trying to find. Oh. And they only have back to, to 2012. So yeah, did you work before that? Were you I did. in well, the States before 2012? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I left before 2012. I graduated before 2012. Whoa. You were, <laughs> yeah, but you got, you stuck, didn't you stick around until like 2004? Wow. 2014? No. No. So when you graduated, I got, I got married, you know, like, I got married in 2014. <laughs> Dude. I look in the mirror. I just, I just. See <laughs> you know, you know? I look in the mirror. I see my dad. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Yeah, you know. I'm gonna start wearing fucking purple shirts and short shorts. I'm, and I'm gonna boots. buy yeah, a pair of Uggs. Yeah, you know, one of these years, maybe for Halloween, I'll go yeah. with my dad. So okay. So anyways, long story short, they might require more proof that I was in the states. And so then, and they told me like they're going to email me and then I just have to email them some proof back, which I don't even know what I'm going to exactly send. Yeah. What I, proof can they ask you to provide if you cannot do it? Dude, the only thing I can think of is I'm going to get my parents to write down a list of like all the family vacations that we took. <laughs> and then, dude, I, I literally. This is so stupid from almost, almost 40 year old man being like, yeah. I'm dead. Dude, I can't think of anything else that you can prove. You have to be able to prove it, right? I can't prove any of it that I have. Yeah, like, oh, uh, see see this? This is um, uh, a photo of me in New York. (laughs) Like, what what the? Just standing next to like the library in San Francisco. I have like one of the the newspapers. You know what I mean? Like those, like like <laughs> the ransom photos. <laughs> this is me. I swear. <laughs> oh, man, I would love to be in the a fly in the wall of you, Trevor. Jeez, that. man. It's yeah. So so yeah. Basically, they told me that they're either going to email me and ask for more proof, or they're just going to approve it. And then Wait, they'll just what? send me the documents. <laughs> I know. I'm like, one or the other? I'm like, They're like which one do you want? Call yeah. me or call me. I'm like, either you're going to get an email or you won't. And if you and get an email. Everything will be good anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Now I'm like stressing about this email. Yeah. But so then it's on you. Because this is really about your son becoming an American. So, but this is on you to so I have to prove that I was in the States for five, matter, 365 it... times five days before Why? he was born. Why does it have to be five years? That's that's what it is. So apparently for our, our mothers, it had okay. to be 20 years from how my my understanding of that. 
So, so they had to be an American citizen for 20, 20 years. years. And my mom... For us to become an American citizen? Yeah, that's how I... Canadians. Well, sorry, I should... That was the rule when my my mom did it. Um, but my mom, like, just made the cut because she did a... a what do you call it? What's when you go to school abroad? She did a... I think that's, I think that's what it's called, going to a school abroad. <laughs> school, I thought there's, like a, like, a term. You know, like, a, I did a, a year... You're abroad. Yeah. You're abroad? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for, that's, that's, foreign exchange? No. Is that something different? A foreign exchange student is 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 different than going I think she abroad. I think she was a foreign exchange student. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> like she lived with where a family. Was she, where was she a foreign exchange? Oh, from yeah. Chicago to No, no, no. In Denmark. What? Do, do you even you don't even know this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, my mom no. lived in Denmark for a year. And so then some some person lived with her family for a year from Denmark. And so, yeah, I almost didn't become American because she had to work around that issue and then the dates and all that nonsense. But, yeah, so anyways, long story short. Oh, here it is. A foreign exchange student is usually a high school or college student who travels to a foreign country to live and study abroad. Yeah. So it is the same thing, a foreign exchange student and studying abroad. There you go. The fuck? All right. Well, I guess I guess for a foreign exchange student is more like on the outside, and then is wait if you're a, if you're the person traveling, you're like yeah. just studying abroad, and you don't be like, hey, I'm a foreign exchange student. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that was uh, that's the reason why so the rules have changed from twenty years down to five five years. years. Yeah. And so uh, so, so the, like so basically, if you were a dual citizen, yeah, and you did not live in the states ever, yeah. Does that mean that you cannot pass Trans- down? Tr- yes, correct. The citizenship towards. So like, my sister is out of luck for her kids. How I understand it currently, maybe the rules can change in the future. But as of right now, like my sister has four kids, she has not lived in the states for anywhere close to five years. So I wonder if it would be if it would be different if they wanted to become American citizens and then their process is a lot different than people that. <laughs> Never See, lived and I had to like take the tests and everything else, but like, yeah, there's different, there's different tiers. I, I'm curious, I'm curious what it is for you. Like, if you have a kid in the States, yeah. yeah, what would be the process for your kid to become Canadian? Oh, you know, very easy, dude. I mean, like, first you have Just to kill a beaver from the north, drink the maple syrup drink from their the maple syrup from, from inside the beaver, yeah, from inside the beaver. <laughs> in fact, you have to wear the beaver on your head. <laughs> Uh, you know, and then make sure to catch five maple leaves that fall perfectly in October, you know, right before Ma- Thanksgiving. Maple leaves or maple leafs? <laughs> That's the dumbest thing. That stupid ass team. Uh, I think, I think our, I think our bet is running out. Did I ever tell you about this? Like my, my mine and my brother's bet. Oh yeah. Wait, how long? Uh, 10 years. I gave him 10 years. And he was so confident. This was like six years ago. I think we're, I think we're coming up. How much money was it? A thousand dollars. There we go. A thousand bucks. So a thousand bucks six years ago. I bet my brother, older brother, that the Maple Leafs will never win a Stanley Cup in ten years. In fact, I probably could go. I probably could like double down and be like, "Oh, in you my should... lifetime, <laughs> I will not see it." Yeah, but then you'll never see the money either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? You should yeah, you should totally do it, dude. Years old, just like really ready to die. Would you like, would you Adam. double or nothing? You should double or nothing it in four years. You double or nothing for another ten years. Ten years. On top of that? Yeah, yeah, but ten. It, I don't know. That's two grand. It's like I would need. I need to be do more. I would add another zero. Let's just do ten grand. 
10 grand. 20 years, 10 grand altogether. There we go. To be able to, to win a sandwich. Yeah, but wouldn't it suck if they won it? <laughs> well, here's the, here's, it's like the win-win thing, right? Because then you're kind of like... Against all odds, they do. They haven't won a Stanley Cup, I think, in like almost seventy years, right? Like that's the. Oh, you know what you should be doing? You should be betting a dollar that they're going to win it before the season starts. <laughs> yeah, every yeah, year, putting, just yeah, a dollar. Yeah, putting, yeah, putting the, as the as an insurance, a safety net. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Adam, I paid this out from. Uh, <laughs> from the best that I've already paid. So it's like but, if 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 Adam wins, then yeah. you still make money on the bet that you made. But see, but that would require me to actually follow the fucking team. <laughs> you know, I made this bet so blindly because, like, my family – I don't know what it was. It's almost as if, like, I, I, like, suppressed them. Like, when I moved out of the house, they became a hockey family. Like, they, yeah. they had the jerseys. They have memorabilia. They have, like, a, they have a hockey stick that was signed by all of the team. Yeah. You know, and, and they, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened. And so when I came back – you know, they, they all, they know everybody's name on the teams. They know like the side coaches. They know like the, the side know, I, I don't know. They, they, they just, they know everything, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm there looking like a doofus, like a, you know, a fake Canadian, mm-hmm. um, which I guess I really, I am now, you know? Um, but I mean, but like they, that's what happened. And then like, you know, <laughs> I would, I would get them so angered because I would, you know, be like, well, I, I think that hockey is rigged. I think a lot of these sports are rigged and like, you know, they would get so pissed at me and I'm like, well, look mm. at this, look at the stats of it. How is it possible? I, that, like the, 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 the highest paid Canadian team hasn't won a championship. In, oh, that's what like, you're saying. Yeah. 70 years. Well, that's insane. But yeah. then you look at it being like, oh, well, it's cause like, you know, the fans like sell out those seats. Like, I mean, there's a, I'm sure there's a ton of other things to it, but like, you know, you, yeah. you, you, you get them riled up and that's how I told Adam, I was like, well, look, you know, like <laughs> 10 years, they won't, they won't ever win. Yeah. And, and like, I just, I don't follow it. So I don't know if they're ever in the playoffs or if they, you know, like they're ever, if they're ever reaching for that. Cause what surprised me is like knowing that the Raptors were a champion before the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Think about that. Well, I mean, it did take the Raptors a long time too, though. Fucking basketball. Canadians win basketball before they win hockey. hockey. Like that's something. Right We're progressive, there. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I, it's, it's, I don't know. Don't you, don't, don't you find that insane? Like, yeah. It's, it's a weird thing to like, I don't know. It, and I don't know. So it's so basically, I've got about like what, like four years left until this thing, you know, deteriorates mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll see a thousand bucks in my pocket. Hopefully we'll find out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, but I don't follow it at all. Okay, me neither. By the way, I should point that out. <laughs> I feel like when I went to art school in San Francisco, all the sports just got like sucked out of me. Do you remember the Olympics? Oh yeah, I think it was 2012. Was it? Was it 2012? It might have been like that. Was like oh. the, one of the years. Uh, it was, or 2010. I don't, I don't. I remember it was. It was one of those. But for anybody listening, it was. It was a. It was. It's like one of those like games like you will always will remember forever, because there was also like weird stakes at hand too. It was two thousand ten. Two thousand ten was that the one with two thousand ten Sydney Crosby Sydney Crosby yeah and yeah. so basically this this hockey game came down to the U.S. versus Canada at the end yeah and Steve and I went with our our roommate Colin to a bar no and was, Kevin I thought Kevin came. 
Oh, that's right. Kevin did come. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Kevin was there. Yeah, yeah. So we all, all of us went there. We, I remember because we made like Kevin and Colin like honorary Canadians for that's the day right. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we were sitting at the Canadian table at this bar. That's no, that's not even in San Francisco anymore. It um, it left. It yeah, no, it used to be a sports bar that was right across from that Target that's there now. So the yeah. Target that's near it was like what? Street, yeah, second, I think it is. Markins and it was like Mission, Mission and Second. It might be, but it's just it's a gigantic target with an AMC attached. To uh, it. Anybody? I thought it was across the street from there. It was across the street, yeah. So, but it's it's not there anymore. Okay, no, but but the one thing you, you got to set the scene. We showed up before the game started, and we got a table right in front of the screen. Yeah, there was like at least like a couple you know TVs that were in front. Yeah, like there was a big TV and we were like the first table and we were there before like anyone else was there. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but then but then the other Canadians showed up. There was random yeah. Canadians in San Francisco <laughs> that yeah. came to this bar. And so we like we had a Canadian Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. Like 16 or 17 people there at least. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of the bar was American. No, but we didn't I remember like not realizing that the bar got like filled with people. Filled. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize it until you turned around. And you were like, "Why is there a hundred and fifty oh, people?" Here? See, okay, so I didn't realize it until like pretty much Canada was winning the entire game. I don't know if you remember this, right? The entire game, Canada was just like destroying, oh, destroying, in, in the US and then Canada. and then in like the bottom of the third, uh, what do you call it? Like the the uh, what is it? Team USA. They they score a goal to tie the game for the first time in the entire game, and the yeah. bar just like erupts. Erupted! Oh my god! And, and like everyone is like looking at us because <laughs> like okay, we were I was wearing like a white shirt with like painted red stuff, and like it said like said Canada on my shirt, and I had like a maple a stupid maple leaf hat. Do you remember yeah, that thing? The whole, the whole thing, yeah. yeah. And then like, the whole bar just starts chanting like USA. You and I was they like, get into it. It like scares you because it becomes oh, man. like it becomes like so bass like where you're like you could feel it in your feet. That's how. Like, oh, that's dude, how much I, I I thought we were gonna like like get our asses yeah. kicked. At that <laughs> yeah, moment. I thought we were gonna. There were the people were gonna fight us too. Oh man, I, that I've never felt so close to like getting destroyed. Oh, yeah. By like and, and and I think it went into OT, so it went yeah. into overtime. Yeah, and when it went into overtime, there was like a miraculous you know, pass that went to Sidney Crosby and Sidney Crosby was able to get it in. And that like, for, like, it almost kind of felt like when he got that goal, like not only did the bar quiet, but and we just kind of erupted, but it was yeah. also like we erupted and we were like, we need to leave we <laughs> immediately. Like, yeah. We can't be here to see what else happens because <laughs> we're going to get so fucked up that, yeah. that we have to leave immediately. Yeah. And you know, it was God. I mean, yeah, I just remember like the, how, like nerve wracking and then like also exciting. And then at the, at the end of the day being like, that's the, you know, that's kind of like the, the, the height of those type of memories. Right. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that's like one of my only and greatest sports memory. Hey, look at that. Like, that was before 2012. I need to tell him that memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the I, US have that. I was in school at the time, but that's on my transcripts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if he just did that for, yeah. Hey guys, uh, you know, I was at the, do you remember, Olympics, uh, uh, yeah. Do you remember the, uh, Vancouver Olympics in 2010? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the Canadian vibes. Like, oh yeah. I love that. That was a really, was, we were, oh, we were oh, yeah, yeah. the, uh, the third uh, period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like sounding like a Muppet. Um, oh. 
Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, just those things. But hey, this is a this is a show about film and TV. Yeah. Why are we talking about this crap? Okay, I have. I know we got. Did you watch the movie, by the way? Dude, I solved the problem. I you want? I solved an industry problem. Oh, wow! I, I did it. I oh, did. wow. Okay. You know, like you know, like that that moment in Goodwill Hunting when fucking Will is looking at the board and it's a math uh, uh, equation and and you know math problem and you know he was able to do it. And, you know, he's just the janitor and just kind of like walks away and whatever the fuck. Yeah, I had this okay, happen go. to me while I watched that uh a movie called enola holmes you know about this movie oh my god there's a sequel that came out called enola holmes 2 i i was asked to watch that the other day and i i hard noted <laughs> yeah no don't don't worry about it that's okay uh but you know we watched the first one way back when and it's and it's like a fun movie all that kind of shit it's not like a movie that you you know people are gonna run to buy the blu-ray version of it uh but so the second one came out and like we just like sat down like put it on whatever yeah and as like the movie was going it's it's also not good it's not a good movie sorry uh (laughs) spoiler alert uh two out of five um but uh but what was happening was that i had this thing where i was like kind of crossing what we were watching which was reminiscence Mm -hmm. versus what i was watching which was enola holmes too Okay, um, and I think I figured it out. Like what the the, the biggest problem is? In, is wait, wait. In what? In 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 why these movies kind of don't feel like movies? They 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 you know reminiscence of the same thing. It didn't really feel like it could be in a movie theater. You know, okay. like there was there wasn't enough blockbuster esque or even like the attention span type of thing to be able to sit down in the theater or to or to like you know because going to a theater you got to do a lot of steps right not only yeah. just like buying the tickets Dude, okay go there and do, do a <laughs> i don't know what you're saying man spit Dude, it out what are you trying to listen, say listen listen just listen okay <laughs> back in the day I, <laughs> you know one of the <laughs> okay so so okay so, so the whole thing is that these 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 newer type of movies that are yes pinned as movies not as yeah. tv shows they're starting to get to this cross point when people are saying oh well now we're now we're having a lot of tv shows that are just better than movies well the yeah. reason why that is because they're making movies like tv shows because they're 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 you know, okay between the technology that they have to the to the quick speed of these turnarounds to the buying of distribution everything is going in reverse where it's like now we're having TV, we're having movie sized, or sorry, we're having movies that are being built like TV shows. Yeah. You can see it, right? Yeah. There's no directorial signature. There's no artistic aspects of these things. There's no, there's no specific pacing. It's down to this formula that then has to be fed to the editing machine that then the editing machine has to make sure it's hitting a 4k resolution. That's hitting all this kind of like, you know, they, they, they hit the, the, the checklist of these things the same way that they do with like probably television shows. And when I was watching Enola Holmes too, uh, Revenge of Enola. No, I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know if there's a sub thing. But, yeah. Uh, you know, it also stars Millie Bobby Brown and um, Henry Cavill. Um, yeah. And you know, watching it, you know, you it, it's it's one of those things. It's a brain dead type of thing where you don't really have to think about it, but everything's wrapped up in a very nice bow. Now, compare that to what Reminiscence is. Same mm-hmm. thing. You take the entire team of Westworld. And you decide to make a movie, yeah. you're not actually doing anything <clears throat> cinematic. What you're doing 
is you're taking the same formula that you are now used to and that you're paid from HBO to make Westworld, and then you just have a script that was made back in 2013 by uh, the executive producer um, of the show. That's what you're doing. You're just yeah. it out in the exact way. And I, it turns yeah. out it looks that way. Right? I, 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 would, I would push back against, against your, your, the, the word cinematic in that statement. I, I, I actually felt that reminiscence... It felt very cinematic to me, but it just it felt like it needed like another pass uh, at the edit, like not the edit as in like the film edit, but like the script edit. Like I felt like the the dialogue felt very like choppy and very and wasn't very like tight. Oh, interesting. Would you tell the blacklist in 2013 that this was the top script in 2013, of unmade movies, top script. This was it. So what you imagine, like you're, you're okay. okay. You're, so then, you, okay. So maybe you're, you're making this thing where it's like now your your judgment toward it is almost like this kind of weird cross between you're like, well, how am I supposed to trust my own judgment if like you find out these other things that are kind of well. This. Okay, so so if you look at the movie, I think that I'm I'm curious. I don't know. So okay, so the movie is, is written and directed by Lisa Joy. Lisa Joy, yep. Right, and it's it's um, executive produced by one of the Nolans. I forget which one. Yes, Jonathan Nolan. Jonathan Nolan, right? And so uh, I, Jonathan I, Nolan and Lisa Joy are both executive producers and creators of the Westworld TV show and Peripheral, the new and one. Peripheral, the cock-up. Yeah, yeah. Which which I actually found. I'm I'm still watching Peripheral. I just I caught up yesterday, and I found that Reminiscence Nola Holmes too, dude. But Reminiscence feels like like the first cut of Peripheral. It's like they had this idea of a thing, and they tested it out with Reminiscence, and they're like, okay, we can make this better if we just change a few things, and that's where you're getting Peripheral. Because it, it's a very similar concept where this thing goes on and you're in this world, yeah, you're seeing virtual. this thing, mm-hmm. a virtual thing, and then you're solving this this mystery through this virtual thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. So I don't know. I I, I I like it and I don't like it at the same time. I, I liked there I feel like Reminiscence had a lot of cool things about it. So like I I love the world they created. I felt like they weren't very consistent with it, which frustrated me. So in, in the world, for anyone that hasn't seen this movie, I don't yeah, know if give, you should. Give a summary of, of like what this movie Well, yeah. The, I mean, okay, well, I want to talk about the world, though. So the, the movie pretty much takes place in Miami in the future. And the future is where like the oceans have all risen. So Miami's mostly underwater. It looks kind of like Venice, Italy. And the sun is so hot that you can't go out during the day. So then you're only... Uh, you're only yeah, you awake. Nocturnal. You become nocturnal. Everyone parties at night and everyone's sleeping during the day mm-hmm. because it's too hot. And they made a point to say that, but then there's so many fucking scenes in this movie that are in the day. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, that makes no sense to me. Like, I think that was just a noir touch. Like they tried to do a lot of noir, which I think that they actually did a fine job at, but it just lost so much of the momentum. Of yeah. The noir aspect. It's like they didn't even watch Blade Runner for fucking why? Did they, why did they do? There is okay, but example but, of, of you know, sci-fi but noir. but the first reveal where you don't realize that you're in a memory, I thought was brilliantly done. 
Well, yeah, because it, it's it's because it's not treated like a reveal. It's I, just treated yeah. as kind of the pastime. Of yeah. The actual. Yeah, and then he like wakes up and he like takes his thing off, right? And you're like, oh shit, you were in a thing you, that wasn't actually what was happening. That was the past. And I thought the first time they did that was amazing, but then they never did it again. And I kind of well, wish I mean, they did. You know, technically they did, right? After he even took that thing off, really, we're still watching the memory because because the way that they wrapped it up was that um, he would use his own narration and his voice to put himself into this reminiscent sleep, right? Yeah, but and like so I thought throughout the movie, they kept the narration. So technically, yeah. they we're always in his ability to go back into this. And and I thought it was kind of cool too because like then he's. He's in his reminiscence of watching someone else's reminiscence. And so then he's remembering someone else's memory. Right. Yeah. That, that yeah. was, I thought that was kind of a cool concept. But again, like it just, it felt like a little messy. <clears throat> like I feel like they could have tightened this up a lot better. And, uh, oh, yeah. Like it just, I don't know, man. And like him old at the end, I thought was kind of dumb too. I didn't think they oh, yeah, needed to yeah. like, they, they didn't have to do that. They could have had some sort of implications to that. But what I'm, but this is the whole thing is like, watch the movie in the lens of a TV show. Yeah. It works out, it works out completely fine. Yeah. You know, cause it, even the action scenes are so fucking boring that I wanted to watch <laughs> yeah. Enola Holmes too again, like, again, you know what I mean? Like on the yeah. side or like have like a picture in picture or some shit. Oh man. Enola Holmes. That's too. funny. Uh, no, but, but I mean, but then they, but then, you know, again, that like they, you know, it's funny too. Cause like, if you watch this movie, there's a lot of these like fake, uh, I think cinematic parts where they do the underwater part where you have like that, that one shot that everybody can use. Yeah. It's almost like a, it's almost like this thing where like you can, you could take this movie and make it into a mad libs, uh, page and then just take out adjectives and verbs and everything else. Mm. To switch it to something else and you'll have another like blueprint for another movie. And that, gotcha. that's what this yeah. movie was, you know, cause like they did this thing where I don't know if it's brilliant writing or if it's just kind of boring writing where everything was wrapped. Like basically there, there was no open interpretation for any sort of dialogue. Every piece of dialogue and every piece of plant thing was already, was paid off at the end. Yeah. Paid off in, in some sort of respect. Right. Yeah. It just, it didn't like, I don't know, man. I, I, you know what it was? I didn't, I didn't feel like the relationship like was that great. Well, that's the thing though. Do you think that that's a, a story thing or do you think it's an actor thing? I, 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 no, I, I would disagree with both those. I think it's a director thing. It, I, I, I feel like, okay. yeah, I, I felt like if you had a different director, do this movie like because I felt like like Hugh Jackman and uh, what's her name, Than Thandy, oh, Tandy <laughs> Newton, Tandy. I can never her, her name looks weird when it's uh, written out. Like well, you know both that W was just added because like apparently it was it was a mistake for a long time. Oh my gosh, that like people have been spelling her name wrong this entire time. Okay, she has a W in it. That's funny. Well, yeah, Tandy Newton. I, yeah, like they're they're good actors, and I've seen yes, them. So act- is Rebecca Ferguson. The, yeah, was the one she that in, played the love interest? She was in uh, Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman. That's I, and, I thought and so. Mission Impossible. That's right. Like, I found that the actors are all good, and I've seen them great in other things. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want. I don't think then it's the actors. Like their actors aren't like inexperienced actors. So I think that like the only next thing would be like the director, 
And I haven't seen very many things directed by Lisa Joy to like hone in on her style or her, her flavor. So, I mean, I imagine Lisa probably um, directed a couple episodes of Westworld. I mean, that's gotta be, you know, has she director? I know I'm looking at her and one episode of Westworld Westworld. in 2008. Yeah. The riddle of the Sphinx. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I kind of feel like that's where I it fell apart for me a bit. I feel like you could tell the the inexperience of her directing chops in this movie. I mean, I think that she can only get better from here. And I, I would be well, I would be think, but look at George Clooney. God damn it, man. I mean, that guy keeps trying to direct. And you're like, dude, we'd that's, we like get, yeah, but that's, that's get, different. Like, he why? he's an actor though. That's different. Yeah, but that you know, but there's some actors that can translate so well into directing. Isn't isn't John, John Krasinski? Krasinski yeah, a great job at directing. Mel Gibson won a fucking Oscar. You know, what yeah. I mean? Like, I, you know, I mean, yeah. There, there, there is possibilities that that can go from there. I mean, like, look at um, even Olivia Wilde when she did Booksmart, great movie. I mean, I yeah. haven't seen her other one, which we should watch, by the way. It's yeah. Up, uh, you know, the the train wreck of Don't Worry, Darling. But the whole thing is that Lisa Joy here. I mean, I wonder how much of the politics played into it, right? Because her husband. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Nolan. Mm-hmm. Her I, I'm brother-in-law curious. is Christopher Nolan. Yeah, and I'm curious How too. Scary would that fucking be to be able to? Oh man, this movie to Christopher Nolan. Well, I'm curious too if like if there's a, if there's a like some sort of incentive because now like you no, know, this is directed by a woman. You know? Yeah, oh, you mean like marketing wise? Marketing wise, or even like budget wise, be like you know they, they they're trying to push you know equal representation in hollywood i don't know see the thing is that i i really think i really think it was a matter of hey we have the crew we just need the one person we can do this we can probably do it off of the budget of whatever hbo would buy it off of yeah and just and then be able to do it you know kind of a quick turnaround do we know what the budget is do we know what the budget is do you want to look it up find out what the budget is okay the estimated budget oh God, the estimated budget is $54 million. Okay. So cut that in half. That's probably the working budget of what you have to actually be working with, right? So so that's interesting. So then this is like a similar budget to like Baby Driver. But the gross worldwide only took in $16 million. Dude, I've never heard of this movie. I heard of this movie when you sent me the text and said that Westworld was going to be canceled. And then I looked oh. it up, and that's how I stumbled upon this movie. Well, I think it's because it was released on HBO Max first, I believe. Yeah. I remember, I remember like it came on during a time when people were doing like a lot of exclusives for streaming and stuff. And I think I think that they, then they took it off and then put it back on or whatever. But, yeah. I mean, still, it's like it doesn't really – it doesn't really bode well. Plus, they probably got like some really good uh, tax incentives in Louisiana. Um yeah, you know, and and then like I mean, they have you know they had they had Hugh Jackman to be able to to use. I know that's the weirdest part about the movie is that like Hugh Jackman is still so good, but you're just like you kind of feel bad because he's working with weak material. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like ah, this movie like hurts. Like you know what I mean? Like does, does like, it hurt because you just came off of Westworld, knowing that? It's well, no, I just I, dude, watching, dude, but like. If you think about this movie, like don't like if you haven't watched this movie yet, and you just think about all the elements that you have, do you know what I mean? You have like a lot of cool you know, elements. Like everything is great, 
but then it's just like, like yeah execution so the moments that they were able to do with some of these things even when like they had this so so the machine that they set up with this reminiscence has like these kind of string uh, you know, connectors to be able to show off the actual the, visualization. Yeah, the memory. So at one point, you know, he went into the actual machine itself and it kind of looked like he was part of the, the holograph. Yeah. And like, yeah, they, they, yeah no, they, they they have a lot of really good moments that just feel kind of wasted and a little bit cheaper. But I'm, I'm wondering if that's a, a director problem because like, yeah, I mean, like, imagine if you had anybody else that were able to make this movie, like, how would they have been able to use that moment to their advantage, right? Yeah, no, I mean, for especially sure. Especially the action scenes. They were so fucking boring. I know. They're like, And they're boring in the sense where it's not even, like, in the same world. It's yeah. Just, it's just so fucking boring. Like, I remember at one point, they met up with this guy in New Orleans, and they had, like, a, a, a gunfight do, you know, gunfight off type. Yeah, of while his face is like in the yeah. tank. Hugh Jackman was getting, you know, uh, drowned in this tank of, of uh, eels. eels <laughs> while he's just like watching, and like his partner comes in to like fight everybody. And yeah, they had this thing where like the guys are dual wielding these pistols. And I'm like, what fuck is like? And and like even that, like it's like they they weren't allowed to use slugs. I guarantee you, or whatever the fuck, or any like practical effects of the actual gun. So there's zero momentum and movement on the guns and like people you know like this is what i mean like this kind of movie felt like it it felt like like hbo was like you have 15 days to make this movie yeah that's what this is it's it's like a really rushed part of it because if they if they flush some of these things out they wouldn't have taken so many you know rented cinematic moments i mean they even had a moment when he was running out of a window that looked like he was fucking james bond and that yeah but but see like it's so weird because then it's like you see the world that they're in and it's like Miami underwater and like the shots look super believable like like the water stuff looks great like like where they are I, I have no idea like how they did that with this like tight budget that they had it's just like it's like they spent all their time and money at like in in setting up the world that they like forgot that they need to like make make a compelling story. Yeah, but that's I like, wonder if, if that's like the money's going toward the practicalities because they 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 while they may have used VFX, the it wasn't so egregious, you know, with like many of the yeah. things that we've been seeing now. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen Enola Holmes too, oh my uh, god, VFX in that is egregious. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's so bad. Oh my gosh! Uh, but the whole thing was that like so. You know, while I, you know, have been making these type of connections, just in general, it's like when you watch these things, it really is. It's it's like now they're just making movies for the streaming, you know, part of it to be able mm-hmm. to pump them out and then push them, rather than you know, there's I don't know, there's like an experience. Like sometimes whenever you like you watch these movies, like if you if you watch Reminiscence and then you go and watch uh, any Christopher Nolan movie, mm-hmm. you can tell like the difference between you know, theater or like even like movie quality movie versus something like this, you know, there was, um, there was a line that I think, I think, uh, Quentin Tarantino said recently about, uh, comic book movies is that all the directors that they get for those movies are, um, guns for hire. Mm. And so basically he he was like making this kind of connection that they're not like they're, they're people that could have like got, like, like come up from like the studio, like, risen the ladder from being a PA, whatever, but like, they're not, you know, the, 
it, I don't know, like take advantage type of uh, cinematic auteurs that these guys are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you wouldn't ask, uh, I don't know what his name, uh, Alexander NRE2 to make a fucking, you know, um, Doctor Strange 3 movie, right? Yeah. But then, but then like, you can kind of go back on that, right? I mean, John Favreau was a great director for those Iron Man movies. Uh, I mean, Sam Raimi just did this last Doctor Strange movie. He was a great director, you know, but like he has, he's already had his like foot in the door with these like superhero things. But the point is that like this type of movie, especially Reminence, Reminiscence and Anna Noel Holmes too, uh, the directors are like those type of people where it's kind of like mm-hmm. their experience may, is probably not in directing and maybe even their passion is not in directing, but they had the moment to be able to do it. So yeah. why not? Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like what else are you supposed to do in that kind of opportunity? Yeah. No, I hear you. I have a, I have a thought that I, I had this week and I really wanted to share it with you. And I really wanted to know what you thought. <laughs> Dude, I w- I've been thinking about this for a while, like at least like four days. And I've just been like stewing on it. And I just, I don't know. I'm surprised that like I haven't heard this before. So I feel like this is like going to be like, a d- we're documenting that like I had this thought and I feel like you're going to hear hear this somewhere else now because it's like I'm putting it oh, out it's, there. It's in the collective consciousness. Right? And it's like, we need to like timestamp this. Like, you know, like what's today's date? Mail it in, copyright it, whatever. Yeah. Right. Actually. Okay. So anyways, let me, let me preface this with, uh, I rewatched Andrew Schultz's, uh, comedy special infamous. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and, uh, it, I mean, he has that like, okay. He has the, the abortion bit in there. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, and it's I think it's it's really well done where he's kind of like making fun of both sides at the same time and like making fun of himself and like it's very self-deprecating and I I find it like very 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 well done. It's very tight. Right? And then you have like Bill Burr, uh he came out with his special this past summer. And again, like it's it's very tight. Like he he ends his special with his whole like abortion bit and like his thoughts on it and like the whole pro-life pro-choice whatever. And I recommend everyone listening to to watch those two specials. I think they're both fantastic. And uh, I don't know. And this abortion debate's been going on for a while. And then recently I sent you that thing uh, from that dude. I'll, I should include that in the show notes. I forget that. There's like this dude, this democratic dude from somewhere in California. And he just like goes on this epic rant against like Democrats and how like they wasted time with like Roe v. Wade and everything. And so like, I don't know. There's been like all this like abortion talk, I feel like, in in the the ether, right? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been thinking about it and I hear all these arguments about it. And it's always the same arguments. Like people are like, oh, well, I'm pro, pro uh, life. No, wait, pro life. Pro life. Pro life ex- pro choice. Yeah, I'm pro life except for rape and incest, right? That's what you always hear. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like in, in certain circumstances, I think it's always acceptable for an abortion, but in, in most circumstances, not right. And so, like, that's what you hear, right? You've heard this, right? I'm not like crazy with this, right? No, no, yeah, I'm, I'm following. Okay, okay. So, I 100% think that like the rape argument makes perfect sense, like from a logical standpoint, right? If you take your emotions out of the thing, logically, I feel like that's a, that's a horrible situation, and like I understand that. But then, and maybe it's because you know, Game of Thrones is a thing. Or like House of the Dragon is a thing. 
where I start thinking about like the incest thing. And I'm like, how's that on the same bar as rape exactly? Do you know what I'm saying? Can we talk about this for a second, Josh? Because I'm thinking the Game of Thrones world, like, you know, maybe they love each other. You know? Why why are we going to get rid of a love child? Exactly. You know what I mean? I love you taking my wholesome <laughs> Enola Holmes to plug and turn it into rape and incest. Yeah. No, but can we? Do you know what I'm saying? Have you been thinking about this for four days? I've been thinking about this for thing? four days, man. And, I, and I'm surprised that I've I've seen comedy special after comedy special on this, and like it's in the ether that everyone says. Everyone, dude, if you listen to anything, it's always rape and incest, and they're always back to back. And part of me is like, that's not that's not close. Those aren't even close to being like the two exceptions. If you're going to give any exceptions, those shouldn't even be side by side. Okay, but you know what I'm saying? Is is your connection to it because incest is looking more um, like it has more of a spotlight because of Game of Thrones and of all of these other things? Well. it, it, okay, it kind of reminds me of that that Andrew Schultz bit where he talks about like, uh, what was it like jogger raped, and he's like, okay, if you're gonna be jogging, like no, it should be like runner. You know what I mean? Like his he has this whole thing about like you shouldn't be jogging if like someone's trying to rape you. You should be running, right? Like as fast as humanly possible. If it was me, I'd be running, right? That's his whole bit, right? And so so. I, I don't know. Maybe again, there's too much comedy floating around in my head, but I'm like, to just say, to just say incest, I just feel like that's, that's not even close to the whole story. Like you're, you're, if it was like rape incest as one thing, if you're like, oh, abortion should be acceptable in rape and rape incest. That makes total sense to me. That I can totally understand those two consensual incest, right? Like you know what I mean. Like it just—I feel like when you say the word incest, it automatically paints this picture that like this horrible situation is happening. Yeah, and I—I don't know, man. I was—I keep thinking about the Lannisters in season one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Game of Thrones, man. Oh my god, man. I love how you like it's like it's like you had this thing. I think I think you wanted to like say this completely different. I don't I don't know if you wrote this out, but like where your mind went with that whole thing, especially when it comes back to the Lannister Game of Thrones. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like when people just say, "Do you know what I'm saying?" It's like I got like, I don't even know. <laughs> no fucking clue. No, I'm just saying that it's not the same thing. I'm saying that 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 incest yeah, is yeah. not the same thing as like rape incest. Do you know what I mean? Yes, of course. Okay, yeah, I, I right, can, yeah, uh, and, and yeah, to, I to, yeah. To, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you're gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've been I've been like dying to share this with you. I by the way, when you try to bring this up at like the dinner table, your wife is just like, "What in the fuck are you going on?" Now? Like, I mean, damn it, eat your broccoli, go to bed. Holy shit! Why oh you know? man. Uh, do you ever like try to like run these these things past other people? Like, think like, "Hey, does this work?" <laughs> does this okay. work? Is it? It's, I don't know. It, it like it worked in my head, and I feel like actually like I presented my argument like. 
as probably as as eloquently listen as back, I can. Listen back, right? The words and and formula, <laughs> you know, formula that you were using of just sentences and everything that you. No, but you like I I I think that that you can understand. Like next time you hear when they say like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, abortion is is completely you know unacceptable except for rape and incest. You're gonna be like, uh, ah. Uh, is is it? Uh, um, you should listen to episode thirty nine, <laughs> or you should asterisk uh, incest and uh, add something else to that. You know, it, it's it's interesting that you bring these things up now too, because it's especially like the. I know I'm late. I'm and I'm late on it. I'm very you're, late on yeah, this. You're very you're very late on this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, months. But that's that's my whole point. Is like I don't understand why no one else has said this. And I'm telling you, give this like a few months. You're gonna hear some yeah. comedy special where someone's gonna go off on this. I I, I like oh, I'm they're pretty. Gonna, they're gonna make the comparison. See, here's the thing that like I think that why a lot not? Of people too, especially with like comedy, they have this thing where you know they want to be very um, dangerous. Like, I mean, there's, like, some that, like, will really hold back and just be, like, very to the crowd and everything else. Yeah. And, like, not have that kind of, you know, uh, wherewithal or, like, that type of, like, thought process to be able to, you know, put those connections together or, like, you know, write a joke about that, whatever it may be. So it's, like, and, you know, I mean, I think that we're seeing – I mean, I, I feel like I haven't seen a stand-up special in a long time. Did you watch the Andrew Schultz one? No, I, I haven't watched that one. Dude. Oh my god! You need to watch it. It's free, right? It's free on YouTube. I mean, it's better if you like have YouTube Premium because then there's no ads. But but um, one thing I did find out about it recently found out about it recently um, was that Paramount was the ones that bought the rights to it. Oh, and that didn't want to put it up. Yeah. Again, I don't know if that's that's completely accurate, but that's what I've been hearing. That was Paramount. Uh, that he had to buy it back from. And then uh, I did find out that it is either four or five different specials that they edited together. Oh, oh, like uh, four or five performances? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so because, it's actually the same special like he did. The yeah. Time, and then, right? and then you know, his, I, I guess his crowd work or his like, you know, different like moments right, right, work yeah. better at different nights. And then they use the best moment from each but apparently there's supposed to be like an even amount um of each performance in it dude fucking stand-up comedy is just the scariest most like like the most difficult things about. oh dude it apparently it took the editor like 18 months to edit it 18 months to edit how long was it an hour an hour <sighs> see uh you know i mean i mean well he said he, oh dude I, I listened to the editor like do this whole talk about it and like he said there was something like eight cameras and there was like four shows. So it was like 32 angles he had. <laughs> that just seems so like extra. Like why did Schultz need to have that many, how much coverage? It, it was, one? it was a oh, dude. It was like crazy. What happened it looks, to the days where it was oh, a dude. shot and a, and a close up? One, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll add the, the Andrew Schultz's special in the show notes, dude. It is fantastic. If you haven't seen it, it is, it is, it hits so hard. He gets the ready to rumble guy to announce him at the beginning. Yeah, like so that's the, right. Oh, oh, the guy that does like the UFC com, or no wow. UFC, yeah, openings. Like he's, yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, dude, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I, it's good. Like, I mean, there, that's another thing too with like those comedy specials. Like nobody's kind of like taken, you know, except for like Aziz Ansari, where he had like one of those specials that was shot by Spike Jones. 
mm. where like he was like up on the stage with him, which I mean could have been the most distracting fucking thing for the audience, being like, "Yeah, this guy's got like a camera in his face." Oh, which by the way, just to just to uh, you know balance out with what I said about Lisa Joy and her husband being Jonathan Nolan, Spike Jones, you know, when he was first starting out, took so much advantage of his relationship with Sofia Coppola. By the mm. way. So I just wanted to make sure that there's a, uh, a balance, there you, you know, there you go, there you equality. Go. Uh-huh. So you know, like, uh-huh. it, it's, it, it, it goes both ways that it's happened. Yeah. Uh, you, you messaged me earlier today and asked me about the, the Matt Walsh on Joe Rogan. Yes. Did you, did you see li- that? Did you listen to it? I, I, I started it. I want, I wanted to see it because I mean, you know, we, we've, we've talked about what is a woman in the, in, you know, in a previous episode mm-hmm. and We've talked about Matt Walsh as well, you know, just like in that in that same one. And, you know, Joe Rogan has like he's he's talked about how much he's like, you know, like well, I don't know if he's if he's liked it, but like he thinks that it's like a, you know, a documentary people should watch or whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just want I wanted to hear kind of the I was curious on like the process. And it's weird because like like for some of some some parts of the episode, they don't even go into it. I'm like, I'm just like Guys, the information yeah. you've already like said, like I, I've seen the documentary. I understand. I know. I know. What yeah. You're saying. I, I want to hear how yeah. things went. I want to hear if you had people that you did interview that you cut out or like that, you know, or like if they're they like opposing uh, sides. Or yeah. Anything. Like I want to hear mm-hmm. some differences kind of like, I, I don't know, because like I feel like he doesn't ever go into that stuff, you know? I know. I, I, I'm halfway done the episode. Okay, and uh, I'm at the part now where they just finished this like marriage talk, and it is the most frustrating conversation listening to this. So like, I feel like the first the 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 first half is like they're just talking about the film and like, oh, what was it like to make this? Like, what was your pushback? How do you feel about this? And it's like stuff I already know. I don't really care about any of it. But but then um, I mean, Matt Walsh brings this up a few times. He talks about like these like three pillars, and one is like. I don't know, gender, marriage, and something else. I don't remember what it is. But he, he keeps talking about marriage. And then eventually like Joe like kind of was like, dude, what do you what do you mean when you say this? Right. Yeah. And then Matt Walsh is like basically talking about how like like uh he believes that like marriage is between like a man and a woman, and that's it. Right? Oh boy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but then and then Rogan Rogan starts like getting into it with him and be like, uh, what do you mean exactly? And dude, like how Matt Walsh, like his argument or like his stance or whatever, it just feels like he hadn't thought about it before bringing it up. Mm-hmm. But then it's like he 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 like set himself up for it. So I'm like I'm 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 like so confused with this like like this whole thing. And like yeah. he just he just sounds like he's he believe like Matt Walsh believes this thing, but he hasn't like come up with a a very eloquent way of saying it or like conveying his standpoint. And it just feels like. He's getting like owned by Rogan, but like Matt Walsh is trying to make some points and like, I'm just trying to like understand like what his points are exactly, but it's just like, he's like fumbling through his words and like, dude, it was like so fucking frustrating listening to this. I'm like, Oh my God, dude, just like move on from this. This is like ridiculous. See that that's always like a problem that I think a, a lot of people have. I mean, even with like Rogan or even with like people just like, you know, interviews just in general where there's like this, kind of need to have that argument or to have like, you know, the numbers to back up like whatever you're saying or like the believability and stuff like, you know, the, like, but it is also stupid 
to bring these things up when you don't have a reason. Yeah. It's like, it's like, imagine if, if you were just like, dude, I, I, I believe in the flat earth and you're like, okay, well tell me why. Like, well, you know, I just uh, woke up yeah. one day and I just thought uh, it's probably flat. No, but that, okay. You know but that's I mean? like, I mean, there's yeah, not, you know, but like, there's, okay. So like, like how Matt Walsh, how he, what he's trying to, I feel like explain is that the word itself marriage is just like describing a man and a woman in a relationship. Uh-huh. That's like what he's like trying to say. And then like based off of what? Just history. And then Rogan's basically coming at it. We're like, well, but if you're married, you get to like, you know, um, go to the hospital when your loved one's like sick, you get like special privileges if you're married to that person. And I feel like, like Matt Walsh doesn't ever like acknowledge those things in society that like these extra things that we've given to people that are in marriages. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's like kind of a disservice to like what Rogan is saying. Like he should have at least like acknowledged these points or like try to explain those situations, but he like doesn't, he just kind of like ignores them and like doubles down on what he's saying. And I just, I don't know, dude. I'm like, yeah, but, see, the, like, but, then, but then, but then when you see something like that, it makes it all the more easier not to like the person because then you see the lack of, you know, actually wanting to understand other point of views. Right. So then like, yeah, if people were to see this, like, so like the whole thing was that, you know, and, and we said it before, even on, you know, in his documentary was that he does this thing where, you know, he does sometimes do that baity setup type of thing that just feels more like it's playing into a crowd that doesn't actually want to think or that doesn't actually want to, you know, understand other sides, right? Like, like we, we all know people that have, you know, that like they've chosen a team and like, that's it. Like there yeah. will be, there will be no discussion about anything. And it could be with anything, it could be sports, politics, whatever the fuck it could be with anything. Yeah, and they it, it, they will go they will die hard for that specific thing. Yeah, and so in some of those cases, like you know, especially with that documentary, and even like you know, like what you were saying with that that kind of attitude, you're kind of like, well, then you're you're also putting the documentary, you're you're putting information, you're putting things uh, in that kind of limelight, knowing that the type of person that is actually speaking to them isn't somebody that's willing to listen. So then, so then yeah. you would look at these like things where you're kind of like, well, then why the fuck would I listen to this? Or like, you know, like, why would I, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, no, there's just, I, I, there's no. like things that you just like, can find to like dislike and find to just not, like see the, the, the lack thereof, of, you know, of understanding from other people's perspectives. And that can, mm-hmm. that can go a long way. You know, I mean, it could be a personal thing, could, you know, whatever it may be. And no, I, like, I, like you were saying, I agree, you know. And also, yeah, I mean, like, what the fuck? It just, why don't you move on? God. Yeah, part part of me is like, it's almost like he didn't think Rogan was going to, like, push him on it. He thought that, like, he'd yeah, bring like it he up. He was, like, an advocate for his movie and, like, you know, he's not going to talk. Like, I mean, like, if I have yeah. to say, I mean, he'll just, like, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but, I wonder, but clearly he's not, like, he's not that dude. Oh. So I don't, I don't know what they, I mean, DMT trips and working out. They've, they've, yeah, I feel like I'm halfway done this episode and I don't know what else they're going to talk about. Like (laughs) it's going to, Oh, I know, you know, and that was like one of the things that I remember. What was it? Was it, I think it was, was it Mike judge? Did you want, I don't know if you, I don't know if you watched that episode. It was, it was the one where, uh, he, he um, created idiocracy. Yeah. That movie. Yeah. 
Well, I actually, I think that it, movie's we, 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 fantastic. We were, I know we were we were probably like supposed to watch that movie, uh, you know, like in like film history or something like that. Oh yeah, it was Mike Judge, and yeah. the it was he did Silicon like, Valley. Yes, yeah, and yeah, and Beavis and Butthead, and, you know, um, yeah, yeah. But the whole thing was that like it was such a bummer of an episode to listen to because I was actually really interested to hear Mike Judge and like you know things that he kind of went through like studio system whatever that got and I said. And fucking Rogan just kept going back to idiocracy. I'm like, dude, we yeah, we get it. it it's a it's a crazy movie that like feels like there's so much realistic things happening now. Like, dude, I'm yeah. Crocs right now. I mean, that's fucking that's idiocracy right there. But the whole thing is that you know there was like there's so many of those things where I was like, dude, move on to the other things. Mm-hmm. Like, you've done so many things. Like, can you can you yeah. talk to him about like the, that kind of up, like, I mean, and they slightly touched on it, even like, you know, yeah. the relationship he had with like Paramount to like kind of talking about office space. And I was like, dude, this is such a shit epic. Like, it's just like, sometimes yeah. you feel like you're like, dude, why, why can't you just go back to this other thing? Talk about Beavis and Butthead, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> have you, um, have you listened to any of Lex Friedman's podcasts? Did I ran into him? Did I ever tell you about that? No. I, so he lives in Austin. Yeah. And uh, like whenever we go on these like uh walks, well, so like, so does oh. Rogan. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I can't imagine seeing Rogan on one of these walks. <laughs> you know, it's uh so basically, you know, like if you go to like Zilker Park, like you can, you know, go to these like really cool uh like round walk walks and everything that we'll, we'll take you sometime when you when you come visit. But the you know, the thing is that like I remember when we were like Sarah and I were walking, it was so fucking hot. It's been so hot all the time over here. But, uh, <laughs> but, and I was like looking at this dude, like with these, you know, the, what are those, what are those shoes where it's like, I don't know, like the toe shoes, you know what I'm talking about? Where they're not, it's like they're, it's like they're socks, but they're shoes. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. I know anyway, what you're talking about. But I mean, like the guy, I mean, he looked, you know, uh, like fit and everything like that, a little shorter and stuff. And I just like, like looked at him. I was like, why does that dude look so fucking familiar? And then I and then I and then I was like, oh my god! And I looked over, so I was like, we just passed the genius. That dude's like all into robots and shit. Or I don't even know. Maybe he, maybe he's not a genius. Who knows? But I mean, I like, recognize <laughs> that. Yeah, uh, you know. And and then I, and then I, and then the second part was like, he could totally kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I mean, many people could. But, but the you know, ha- have you listened to any of his interviews? No. <laughs> Dude, he he like takes the gloves off. It is like I, I uh, I've started a few of them, and I, I like they're they're heavy, man. Like they're just as long as Rogan's, but like he's he like researched the fuck out of these people, and he has like a notebook with them, and he's asking them like the hardest questions. Oh, really? And I'm just like, whoa. I don't know. Like he he recently uh, interviewed Kanye West, and I kind of want to watch that one now. No way, really? Oh, yeah. Shit. And he like goes at him like this is after like like all the shit went down with Kanye. This is after oh, wow. that. Oh my god! So this and is like so it was so very fresh. It's recent. Yeah, very fresh, very recent. And like, dude, like the questions. Like I watched a little bit of the the Ben Shapiro one, and he was just like, "Yeah, man." I'm like, "Well, holy shit!" Like who? Like you're not you holding know, back. You know who I really like actually, in like especially their podcast is uh, "What the Fuck" with Mark Maron. Have you ever, have you ever listened Mark to that one? Maron? No. Yeah, Mark Maron was also a stand-up comedian. He's a he's he's an actor and like a bunch of things. Um, but man, like he he has like really good. He, he, I mean, I think he concentrates more on entertainment, so it's like mostly like actors mm. and directors and all that other shit. Uh, but I mean, he has like a really. Uh, I mean, 
people check it out. What the fuck with Mark Barron? That's a good one. Um, yeah, but I mean, like you know, I I need I need more I need more podcasts to listen to. I, you know, it's like, uh, I yeah. Well, like don't listen. People. Don't listen to uh, Lex's unless you're like have like if you you need to like sit down, man. It's like write, write my own notes. Yeah, like like Rogan's I like because they're they're most of the time they're so light you can just throw it on and like it's like whatever background. Yeah, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But and I was kind of <laughs> thought that Lex was going to be similar, but like holy, like uh, before we close this out, I do want to talk to you a little bit about the future of some of these films that are coming out. Are you looking forward to seeing Black Panther? Did you see the Avatar trailer or the new Creed trailer? Like, and have you have because I feel like I haven't you know I don't know, we haven't mm. caught up in like two weeks. I know. I I really want to see Wakanda Forever. Yes. Yes, me too. But I don't know do when I'll have a chance. you find it weird that people are like obsessing over the fact that Namor is not like ripped to hell? Oh, I haven't heard. I've seeing it online of like people like talking about that and then like also being like, well, what, you know, what, why why you got to complain about this and all, you know, like, I mean, like, like, he doesn't have to look like fucking Thor. And I'm like... Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Now we've gotten to like this like standard of being like, well, our superheroes have to be ripped yeah. to hell. They're I mean, not super otherwise. The, yeah, the only time <laughs> that a superhero actor has a- actually been asked to become fatter was Patrick Wilson in The Watchmen. Did you hear about this? Oh, no. When he played... Uh, uh, what the fuck is The owl, owl? Night Owl? M- Mr. Owl? <laughs> Mr. Owl Hoot Hoot. Uh, <laughs> how many licks does it take to get to the center? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, when he was when he was asked and like approached for the role, which, by the way, it was it was totally not a role that he should have taken on. Uh, but he was asked to like add, I think, like thirty pounds. Like the guy Jeez. got like he got fatter for the superhero role and to get in that suit, which is oh man, it, it's funny to see it. Also. Yeah. Weird, the the movie about Weird Al. Is yeah, it, yeah. Any, I kind of see that with Daniel Radcliffe. I don't know. I'm like yes and no. I actually just finally watched The Gray Man. I thought that was kind of oh fun. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Did you I, see that was a thing where it's like then you had the Russo brothers making kind of a more dude blockbuster. What? Movie, but my god, how numb was that movie, dude? But what a middle finger to all like so many movies. Like they're 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 like. Oh, the the scene at the end where they're having the fight as the sun is rising. I was like, fuck you guys and your fucking crazy budget. Like, oh. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, I, I think you meant like a middle finger to like like narration. Or like if, if that was shot on location, I'm just like, fuck you. Like, no fucking, like, dude, I, like, oh, the, like. As like someone who's been on set before, I'm like, uh-huh. oh, just just boil like my skin was like ah, it just was like <laughs> so much money either. By the way, it's like if, if did you know that a- that Chris Evans was supposed to be the lead? They asked him to be the lead, and he said no. He wanted to be the villain instead. Oh, well, that's good for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, what a seems different movie that would have been. But holy shit, it like requires zero acting in that entire movie. Oh man! Besides, Chris Evans actually doing a good job as being a villain. Ryan, Ryan yeah, Ryan Gosling, Gosling? Called, called that in every day, dude. Oh my god, I love when he's when he's handcuffed to the park bench. That was like my. <laughs> Oh yeah! I, by and, that and, time, I was like, "Dude, this movie's too long." Dude, I was <laughs> laughing so hard at that part when like Evans is just freaking out. He's like, "He's he's handcuffed to a bench. Someone fucking shoot him!" 
<laughs> yeah, and he like flips over the bench and shit. Yeah. Yeah, but see, those are the moments oh, where you're kind of like, like laugh at it, but then like at the same time, you're like, this is like it should have like this movie should have been directed by Rowan Atkinson. Like it would have been that. Much oh, I, I can see that. <laughs> like if you just but but the one thing that like kind of like I, I I connected with was when like there's that scene where like the dudes pulling the guy's nails out. Oh yeah, God. right. And I don't know. Did I show you? I got like a nail. Uh, that's yeah, getting. I don't want to keep seeing this like this dead nail that's happening. Over but here. I I keep like trying to pull it. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Okay, so and, what about what about Ant Man? Did you see the trailer for the Ant Man? Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, I thought it looked like garbage. It looks terrible, doesn't it? Yeah, like, people people are, like loving the fact that like is they were you know like I, I'm just like guys, what movie are you fucking watching here? Like, I, I thought that looked like, total crap. Oh, totally. I, I actually think the Avatar looks better. I'm I'm more excited for Avatar now. I you know the thing is like I'm just excited to get back into the theater to watch that movie, but I just like. I am so over that whole fucking Pandora and blue giants and like the whole like narration of it all. Like why did they have to spend more on this? Yeah. Why not? Is a real question. I, yeah. Why, yeah. Why they, they were, they were like, we're going to be, we're going to top the box office again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What about Creed? Creed three. I don't think it looks as good. And maybe it's Michael because, B. Jordan. Uh, Michael B. Jordan directing, d- directing it. it. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't. I don't know. It's Nothing really. Not a Ryan Coogler movie. Yeah, I could kind of tell that from the trailer. He did so good on that first movie, like first Creed movie. Yeah, Dude, I would agree. So good. But Jonathan Majors looks great. He's a great. That guy's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there? There's the next Shazam movie that's going to be coming out. That's the second mm. one. They have the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday holiday special that's going to be coming up. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that. I mean, yeah, and then they, you know, and then and then we have Mission Impossible, but like we're closing in oh, at the end of the year. Are you gonna watch uh, what the hell is it called? The uh, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Oh, I'm still scrolling. Oh, where the hell is it? The one with um, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, uh, with uh, uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. No. The holiday one. I kind of want to see you that. You know, I, when I was talking to Remy about this, I. I've come to spirited. I've, I've come to realize I've been watching a lot of shit and I think that's your fault for the most part. Uh, so I need to like start getting back to watching like good things. All right. You want to watch the whale? Yes. Even though that that trailer was like so fucking short and basically just showed, it's like it's like he could have taken Polaroids and we would all have been excited to just see the, the or like four you, by three ratio. Or do you want to watch like Glass Onion? Is that like your type of film? Glass, I would I would definitely watch Glass Onion. I like I liked the the first one. Knives Out was it was a good one. Oh, um, I didn't. Like I can't it. I can't I can't watch these you know reminiscence and Enola Holmes too. And you know, like, I can't keep doing like it's dude. I had no brain, idea. I, okay. I d- do not. Enola Holmes too was not on me. That was on you. <laughs> okay. Don't even reminiscence though. I had no zero. I'd never yeah. even seen a trailer for that movie before I watched yeah, it. I don't remember seeing a trailer for it either, but like, so it, it felt like a cool viewing experience because I had no idea anything about this movie. Yeah. It's just like I, I need a cleanser, you know. Like I need to like watch it like a movie that like is a good movie, like back to being a good movie. Okay, you know? like like what? Maybe Black Panther will be that movie this weekend. What about you know, my like, dinner with Trump? What the fuck is that? <laughs> what? 
that a movie? Is that a real movie? First trailer that pops up here. My Dinner with Trump, Trump official trailer. All I did was type in trailer to YouTube, and that's what pops up. Dude, we, we watched like the first 10 minutes of Hocus Pocus 2. Dude, it's so and bad. Like right when they got into Walgreens, even Sarah was like, I got to turn this off. Oh, dude, it's, when they get into Walgreens. It's ruining my, my memories of, 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 dude. It's so what bad. the fuck is that movie? That's how bad the first one was. You just don't remember it. See, oh, no, no, no. I remember the first <laughs> one, dude. I watched it every fucking year. It's so bad. But like, this is another thing that, 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 Disney's doing because like Andor is still going on and people are praising the fuck out of that show because it has like zero to do with Star Wars. Mm. And I'm like, guys, then why did you make the show? Why don't you just make this a sci-fi thing? Yeah. Like, I, like, like some of the politics and stuff like are cool and like the actors like are cool and everything like that. But like without like the actual Star Wars bits, this is what people are saying. Cause they're like, they're just so sad about Boba Fett that they're like, Oh wow. Like now they have like this other thing that they can kind of lean on to, you know, uh, like, 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 but I mean, the thing is like that whole show is like, it's such a waste of time. Like there's so many episodes that could have been crammed into one episode. I, I, I have not seen any. I watched like the this, first this, 10 this minutes. Talking about. This, this, this palette that I need to close. I just, I, need I to don't know, man. I'm, I've been, I've been digging the peripheral, but I know it's not your cup of tea, but it really isn't. You know, I was actually going to try out that terminal list uh, show that people uh, are hating. The terminal list. Wait, yeah, the, the, the um, Chris Pratt one that's on Amazon. Oh, have you, you haven't seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, it's good. Um, but okay, I mean, but I mean, that's... I will say that a show that is still good is Rick and Morty. And then the other one is Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta is mm. really, I mean, if you ever, if you ever get a chance. You know, Rick and Morty. Uh, when does the new episode come out? Yeah, they're, I think they're on, I think they're in their, their break right now. Right. I saw somewhere where a new one came out, but. Well, in any case, okay. Now we're just rambling on anyway. Nobody needs to listen to this last part. All right. uh, That was cool. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Yeah.